The comic book you grew up with wow. is now grown up too. Archie comes to life with double trouble. You think I'm trying to seduce you? Yeah, it's Veronica. You do catch on quick. Betty. Treat me like a woman. And his fiance too. Surprise. What is going on? They're all together in the wildest. Geeks, I'm Mark. I'm Avery. And this is the show where two friends go through the back catalogue of Geek Entertainment, a company most renowned for producing mediocre cartoons for Saturday morning shows. However, this week we have a special treat once again. This is a live-action 1990 movie uh, made for NBC television about Archie. Quote unquote treat. I mean, this is the second attempt we have of recording this. The first did not go well. I tried to edit it and then I realized it wouldn't work because of volume leveling issues. And then I tried to do a supercut of it and then I realized that there wasn't enough content there to do a supercut. It was boring. Yeah. It was uninteresting. Mm hmm. So, as a kind of quick stopgap measure, we are presenting this one as a regular episode, and probably going to be doing that from now on, because, to be completely honest, I really fucking hate the go-through-every-plot-point method of uh, doing future lengths. It works when there is something to talk about in each scene. Like there really Beatles. isn't here. No. Oh, God. I mean, unless you want to keep pointing out Betty's wig. No, it's no. not a good wig. No, no. Um, shall we get started? Uh, just yes. straight away. Let's just get stuck into it because, for the love of God, I want this one over and done with. Me too. One day, the young Evan Katz read an Archie comic he found in a barbershop's waiting area. When he proceeded to use the phrase "wait up." in front of his parents, it was decided that comics were too slangy and he was forbidden from reading any more of them. So when, as a young adult and struggling screenwriter, he was suddenly given the job to rewrite a made-for-TV Archie movie at NBC, it came somewhat as a surprise. This surprise, it turned out, had a few major caveats. Thanks to the studio having gone through six previous failed attempts at writing the script, the movie now needed to be completed in just a few short months. Not just the script, but the casting, filming and post-production too. The film would also be given a tiny budget and would be directed by Dick Lowry, a serial made-for-TV director who was most notable for producing a series of movies starring Kenny Rogers as The Gambler, and who had never directed a comedy before. The resulting product was To Riverdale and Back Again, 
a 96-minute movie in which the Archie gang return to Riverdale after 15 years apart and end up trying to save Pop Tate's store from demolition. NBC intended the movie to be a backdoor pilot for an ongoing Riverdale series, but its sweet sweet broadcast came a disappointing 51st in the Nielsen ratings, and so plans were shelved. A comic book based on the movie was released by Archie Comics, with art from some of the industry's great luminaries, including Gene Colan and John Byrne. According to the then Archie proofreader Mark Wade, the general sentiment of the Archie office upon seeing the movie was, we just hope the check clears. Evan Katz would go on to produce the Kiefer Sutherland vehicle 24, whilst Dick Lowry would go on to direct the 1996 TV movie follow-up to ALF. Archie would not appear in a live-action format again until Riverdale in 2016. Right then, so, um, you know what, let's start positive. Okay. What did you like about this film? No. No? No. No. There wasn't, um, oh, oh, um, fucking Jughead's kid. Jughead's he was, kid. He was great. He yeah. was smouldering on the screen. He loved every minute that he was on screen. He was just having a great time. And it shows. He is the only good actor in this movie. Oof. Yeah. But it's true, though. That's kind of the sad thing. The kid actor is the only good actor in this yeah. film full of 30-something people. Um, He's definitely the one most naturalistic in the yeah that's his his role doesn't feel forced unlike everyone else i mean what he's doing feels forced but it's it's at least an interesting and funny role well i mean he's meant to be the the cheeky kid isn't he yeah but i mean the whole thing's supposed to be a romantic comedy it's uh-huh. neither romantic nor comedic now what you've done here is you've stumbled into the fact that this is actually two movies in one. Oh boy is this going to be a paul blart 2 situation a little bit, and... Um, Where it's a bad comedy plus a heist. Yeah, I it mean... It sort of is, but it's more a Mr. Deeds Goes to Washington uh, meets uh, the worst romantic comedy ever made. Here's the thing, is um, Paul Blot 2 is two separate movies, and it's evident that it's two separate movies. Whereas this is two separate movies... Except the other movie only really kind of becomes apparent within the last five minutes. I mean, it's sort of there. I mean, there are courtroom scenes. Uh, okay, we we probably better start talking about the actual plot of this thing. As much as we are trying to dance around ever having to talk about the plot again... Uh, we should probably give a quick recap. So the Archie gang return after 15 years apart and there's still the awkward love triangle between Betty, Veronica and Archie but also with Archie's fiance from out of town, Pam who we have no idea uh, where she ever came from. Meanwhile, uh, Reggie is trying to foreclose on Pops to expand his gym, I believe. With the backing of Hiram Lodge, uh, Veronica's father. Uh, This uh, results in a short-lived court case that falls through. uh, And then uh, Pops uh, stands in front of a bulldozer. And then... um, Actually, yeah, there is sort of a third plot going on in which um, Hiram Lodge wants to get rid of Archie. And for some reason, the... Uh, chauffeur of Hiram Lodge uh, is attempting to kill Archie. 
So a bomb goes off. Yeah, there's the there's the other movie you found there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that was kind of a sort of confusing way to lay everything out, in my opinion, the way that you just said that. But at the same time, there isn't really a better way of putting any of it. Well, this, it just doesn't flow. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, for one thing, it doesn't flow because every cut is a smash cut. Yeah, there is one single establishing shot in this entire movie, and that's right at the beginning as it's- a fucking sexy 90s slow version of Sugar Sugar plays for some reason. Yeah, aside from the sexy 90s version of Sugar Sugar, um, that's a good establishing shot because we see that we are shown Riverdale. We are shown it as this idyllic kind of still stuck in the 50s uh, small town. But after that, we see so little of anything established. Characters will say they're about to do something and then we will cut to them in the middle of doing it. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. So... You've got Archie Andrews himself. Yeah. Uh, he's Still supposed a... to be the courageous, uh, bland, nice guy. White. He's dude. kind of bland, white bread. Yeah. Um, and yet, for some reason, in this movie, he isn't. For some reason, they kind of paint him as this weird jerk. Yeah. He's. Well, for one thing, uh, he's constantly on the verge of cheating on his fiance. He doesn't seem to think it's an issue that he is meeting up with two of his exes uh, whilst his fiance isn't around. Aside from that, he's mostly just a boring character. Mm. Not in the kind of endearing way Archie needs to be a boring character. The kind of any kid can put themselves in this position as just kind of the nice person in the group. He's boring in that we see his life and we are sad for it. He's supposed to be becoming some sort of big city lawyer, but all we see of his life is in boxes. Hmm. Uh, then you've got Jughead. Who, in an interesting and bold move, is not Jughead. There is not a single burger seen throughout this entire one hour and a half movie Yeah, no about burgers. Archie featuring Jughead. How did you manage that? He doesn't wear a whoopee cap for most of it. That's also true. Doesn't yeah. even appear. I've seen it in promotional shots. I don't think it does. Perhaps in the flashbacks. Yeah, maybe. Either way, he doesn't look like Jughead. He doesn't act like Jughead. Um, he is divorced. He has a kid. And has a kid. Which I find the most unreasonable factor about this. Somehow he's also a psychiatrist. I can see... Now, I can see him having a job. I can see, like, when he's growing up, he's kind of like... He smartened himself up a bit. He's like, all right, I've got to get this sorted out. I can't just kind of keep on living like this. I've got to get myself sorted out. I've got to do something with my life. And so he goes to fucking medical school and becomes a psychiatrist. I don't know. The, the, the job pick of psychiatrist is a bit random, I think. But I think him having a job later on in life isn't that far out. Okay. Now, what I do find a bit more far out is him having a wife and also a kid. Better job ideas for Jughead. Food critic. Yeah. Anything that plays into his actual characteristics. Yeah. I mean, that would be a bit of a like obvious choice, I feel, but yeah. It's better. I mean, the obvious choice is better than the choice that has nothing to do with his character. <laughs> Sorry, I just realised if this was set in the modern day, um, he would totally be a 
YouTuber. Guy... He would be a YouTuber oh, food YouTube. reviewer. I was thinking Guy Fieri, but <laughs> no, 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 no. He would totally be the the dude who sits in the car and eats the various fast foods. He would. Good lord. Okay, that's that's our uh, 2017 yeah. 2018 reboot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's, hand. that's honestly just what he would be. It brings in money, technically. Okay, but definitely he has a photo of him with Guy Fieri. Fieri? Fieri? Fieri. 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 Guy Fieri. I can't pronounce it. You're not no, I don't know either. I'm, I'm supposed pretty... to do something with the R's, but I'm never quite sure. I think it's Fieri. 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 Fiery. Guy Fiery. Yeah. Guy Fiery. Guy Fiery. I mean, he wears the flame shirts. Why not be Guy Fiery? Anyway. Now, um, the most awkward thing about Jughead is the scene in which he raps. Oh, right. The right. scene in which he raps. I said that. Right. I will repeat it. The scene in which he raps. With his kid. With his kid. Yeah. In front of a crowd of people. Mm. Who somehow find this charming. Mm. Did I mention that the rap he performs is a cov- a rap cover of Sugar Sugar? With the slightly updated lyrics so that instead of wanting you, he says rocking you. When was Vanilla Ice popular? Vanilla Ice released his debut album in 1989. So this would be peak Vanilla Ice. Ice Ice Baby was released in 1989. This would be peak Vanilla Ice. Sorry, no, this wouldn't be peak Vanilla Ice. The month in which this scene was written would be peak Vanilla Ice. Yes. It's not good. It's about on par for a Vanilla Ice imitation. Uh, it's... It's not, though, because he does, he does these kind of weird contortions whilst doing it. Hmm. It's, it's just so off and unnecessary, and aside from aging the movie badly, it's... Wow. It's cringeworthy. So, moving on to the ladies. Okay, you've uh, got Betty. Yeah, Betty. You've got Veronica. You've got Pam. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. Betty is... Barely Betty? I mean, Betty was confident. Oh, no, sorry. I forgot the fourth character, Big Ethel. Oh, yeah. Big Ethel's in it. She one scene. Two yeah, scenes. Two scenes. And she is the most wildly, wildly unrealistic and uh, just completely off the mark. Well, she exists purely for a joke in this movie. Yeah. It's not a good joke. No. We'll um, get to it when we get yeah. to it. So, um, Betty doesn't have any of the confidence or charm that she has in the comics or shows or whatever. Uh, she's this kind of shrewish housewife, except that she's not actually married. She's got this horrible boyfriend uh, who Archie accuses of being horrible before we even see he's horrible. Uh, she's a school teacher and she's an aspiring writer who fails to get books published because she's too sweet. Which is the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard. I mean, you, there's such thing as being a children's author? Yeah, exactly. Um, also see the fact that there is literally a genre of books which exist purely to be sappy and romantic and sweet. Yeah. It's called Mills and Boone. Well, they're not 
Are they sappy? I thought they were well, more. They're romance. They're ra- They're a bit raunchy. They're they? raunchy. Yeah, because that's that's what it's, she heads it's... to towards the end of the movie. Her arc is somehow going from sweet to raunchy because I guess that's what men want, and therefore that's an admirable character arc. The nineties slash late eighties. Meanwhile, Veronica has gone through five marriages. Is it at this point? I'm not sure, but otherwise she is exactly the same. Veronica is the most accurate character here. Five marriages, 13 fiancés. Sure. She's she's still a complete daddy's girl. She is still rich and spoiled. And interestingly, character progression happens with her later on in the movie. Yeah. um, She's probably the best adult. Yeah. Both the lodges in this movie are the best adult in this uh, this movie. Yeah. Uh, they would have been a much better focus. Uh, Pam's an original character for this movie. Um, she's Archie's fiance, and she seems perfectly reasonable right up until the scene in which she needs to not look reasonable so that they can get rid of her without the audience feeling bad about it. Hmm. Uh, for some reason, she is perfectly okay with him... Uh, practically hooking up with both Betty and Veronica but saving the uh, but spending his time saving Pop's shop ah what a waste of time hanging on to the past I'm going to go and shack up with Betty's boyfriend I mean we don't see her much but she's she's a threadbare character she's there far more as a token than Mm. a um, than an actual person hmm She's there just to um, be the weight around Archie's neck. Yeah. This movie doesn't treat its women very well, does it? Uh, no. And I was about to also say the last one, Big Ethel. Yeah. Um, Big Ethel in the comics was this rather enthusiastic girl um, who was often referred to as ugly, but the only real defining mark of her being ugly was the fact that she had buck teeth yeah she was Um, buck toothed and plain which basically meant she didn't have exactly the same face as betty veronica and um sabrina Mm -hmm. but for some reason like the concept of this movie is that it's it's the archer crew but grown up they're in their 30s or whatever and so at one point in the movie well in fact no throughout the entire movie um, Jughead is like worrying like oh god I hope I don't see Big Ethel again oh no oh jeez and then like it's building up to this big big scene where they do eventually meet and Jughead finally gathers up the courage he goes to meet Big Ethel again knocks on the door somehow Big Ethel is living in the exact same house and still with her parents at the same time as well she's getting revealed and she's a Baywatch beach babe yeah, she's literally in a bikini. Yeah. I, surely her mother would complain about that. Well, no, because she's just come out of the jacuzzi. So then you've got the villains of the piece, uh, who are, well, as usual, Reggie, uh, who now owns a local gym, and Hiram Lodge, who owns most of the town. Their motivations are money, I guess. I, I I wasn't entirely sure why exactly the gym needed to expand. I, I guess so it can have more equipment in there to attract more customers. So, but it's a small town. Yeah. <laughs> why does this small town mean this massive um, 
lucrative uh, 1990s height of um, a gym culture, Jim? I don't know, and I could not provide an answer. Fair enough. And then you've got a few minor characters such as Moose and Midge. Yeah, they're chiropractors. It's yeah. pretty cool. That's that's probably that's just a good gag. I mean, it fits as well. Just having the strong dumb guy end up uh, adjusting people's backs for a living is fun. Uh, and it actually comes back in a later scene, back. which is really nice. I'm glad that they did that. Um, then you've got uh, um, you've Romeo. got the usual, the teacher, the principal. They barely are in it. I think. Uh, did we miss anyone important? Smithers, um, <laughs> the chauffeur. I guess the chauffeur. I mean, he's in the wrong movie. Yeah, he's he needs to be in a hijinks movie. He needs to be in Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, I mean, he's just a chauffeur who, for some reason, misinterprets uh, Hiram Lodge's desire to get rid of Archie to mean kill Archie Andrews. To be fair, that is a reasonable mistake to make. Not normally. Get I mean, rid of some. To get rid of someone would mean to kill someone. Right. But uh, then again, it's a chauffeur, not someone from the fucking mafia. Yeah. I mean, I would have thought the first step would be to attempt to pay him off. Uh, regardless, nothing in this movie really works. Makes sense comes together in any way, shape, or form to form an enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some really weird fucking decisions, like the time that Archie almost kills Jughead's kid by pushing him out of a window. Oh, God, yeah, that does happen. There's, like, six fucking federal offences throughout this entire movie. People are breaking or entering all the time. It's ridiculous. Like, the, the crime in Riverdale is that the police are so incredibly lax. It's kind of ridiculous. I mean, no wonder it ends up with a bomb. Yeah, that's a good point. How the fuck did he? How the fuck did he get the bomb in the first place? Um. Oh wait, they're rich. Oh yeah, they're rich. Oh, but then again, the chauffeur shouldn't be allowed to get that. It depends how much. Oh, then again, how much he's been given much, to yeah, get rid much, of Archie Andrews? How much is he being paid to begin with? Hmm. Good point. Hard to tell. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything more to really say? Not really. Most of the movie is characters standing around just going, ah, we're Archie characters, but older at each other. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, God. I mean... The courtroom scenes were vaguely fun. I mean, the thing is... It, it, it did have a fun moment where they all reverted to their basically childhood selves again because they were all arguing with each other childishly in the courtroom. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, God. I think had the whole thing been a... This is, this is the thing. It doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah. And it doesn't know how to be any of the things it wants to be. Yeah, that's ultimately the problem with it. Had the whole thing been an Archie-based courtroom drama, mm. that could have been fun. Had this been an Archie hijinks movie, that would have been fun. Romantic comedy? Yeah, sure, why not? But you'll need someone who knows what, co what uh, romance is and someone who knows what comedy is. And also someone who knows the ins and outs of their relationships and Archie. That would help. And everyone's status of relationship. Yeah. 
And someone who knows the characters. Cough, cough, Jughead. Yeah. But none of it comes together. I mean, I cannot keep stressing the same point. It does not work. This is a bad film. A lot of it is just made up at random, for sure. Ooh, you reckon it was improv No, that's not what I meant, but it could be. My my point being, yeah, no, my point was that a lot of the shit is just it makes no sense with context to other Archie lore. A lot of it is just made up for no good reason, such as Archie's fiance, uh, Jughead, just having a wife and a kid and being a chiropractor, not a chiropractor, a psychiatrist. That's Moose. Uh, In fact, I would say Moose's uh, job as a chiropractor is the only one that makes sense with regards to the canon to be honest yeah it's <sighs> i mean i think even reggie is a bit too far out of character i don't think even reggie would agree to the idea of demo uh, of demolishing big uh big pops pops, <laughs> uh, pop tate's shop no Reg- reggie wouldn't agree to that because he frequented that as well with his friends the archie gang why yeah. would he turn on that he wouldn't turn on it for money i, I mean, mean well okay he would yeah, but he wouldn't turn to like the extent that he did. I mean, it needed scenes of Reggie basically begging Pop to move. Or we'll put you in this other place. We'll it'll be bigger, better. Um, I'll invest in it, and Pop being no, this has been my home for the last fifty years. Yeah, something along those lines. It's just none of it. It needs a movie. This movie needs a movie. It just lacks a movie. It's just a bunch of scenes strung together in the most haphazard way. And none of it is enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I don't have anything to add. I think we've exhausted this. I think, yeah, that's it. Already we've gone. I mean, we could talk about how to remake it, but... Okay, let's talk about how to remake it and carefully tread around the existence of Riverdale. Okay. So we've already said that Jughead should be a YouTube food critic. Yes. Which means he would be driving about a lot in various areas. So that would be how he got back to Riverdale in the first place. He would drive his car to Riverdale. And then perhaps there's a scene halfway through where he actually reviews a food item that you can only get in Pop Tates, for example. And that's what eventually helps us save Pop Tates. Yeah, because there's a whole because his channel is so popular that it drives a whole bunch of his fans to Pop Tates. Because uh, he's like, oh, maybe he he does like a, an event where he's like, um, I'm going to be hanging out at Riverdale for a few weeks. Here's this review of this item you can get at my favorite stop, Pop Tates. And like, if you come down within the next three days, you can meet me or whatever, and we can hang out. Okay, okay, something I've like that, this. some kind of competition. He's gone a bit. Um... The story is is he's gone a bit jerky. Not in kind of a anything out of the ordinary firm Jughead way, kind of the the, the fame has gotten to his head. Yeah, not in a Reggie way. And everyone has to talk him into this big event to save Pops. Oh no, because I feel like he would do it himself on account of reviewing the food there. Oh shit, no, no, no. He's not there. They need to track him down to find him, to bring him back to Riverdale to save Pops. This is the plan. This is Archie's plan. But why would they need to track him down? 
if he's on a YouTube channel. Well, this is how they. Do you could it. just tweet. You could just tweet at him. Uh, this is the thing. You're not. You're not bringing into account modern things. Yes, but he doesn't listen to his tweets anymore. He would. He would. Yeah, all good food. Re- all good food reviewers re- like communicate with their with their audience. Okay. You, okay, you look on. Fun. You look on on like the Twitter of like fucking. I don't know, like Dame Drops or whatever. Like I, I, I know food reviewers. That shut up. Um, on like fucking Dame Drops' feed, like he's fucking like seeing the shit that his fans are sending to him and he's like interacting with them and stuff like that because he's a nice dude. Like food reviewers, when they're not reviewing food or editing a video, generally are most likely just kind of sitting, chilling around and um, talking with their fans. Or doing some kind of filming or something like. Yeah, they're not going to be so busy enough or famous enough to not like interact with their community. I mean, what do you do with Archie? It's hard to do anything with Archie because he's so he's such a blank slate to begin with. So it's kind of hard to pin him down to like anywhere really. Okay, you make him a widower. Okay. He's all he's spent his entire life in Riverdale. Maybe he married Cheryl Blossom and Cheryl Blossom's past or something. Okay. So he's maybe give him the kid. Right. And Archie has just spent his entire life being this really nice dude who Riverdale loves. Sure. But I don't know how that fits into the plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we have some good, solid ideas here, but for us to kind of fully hash out an entire thing, we would this have to would dedicate a, a yeah. separate episode to it. This would and just it become would... an episode of Story Break. That too. Yeah. <laughs> Suggestion to Story Break, remake Archie to Remake this back. movie that they've never heard of, yeah. It oh, wouldn't be God. the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, there's not much you can do with it. It's... As a concept, it's already broken in yeah. many ways. Yeah, but I definitely think if something like this was to happen again, where we see the Archie gang all growing up, then Jokehead should definitely just be a YouTube food reviewer because that's like the possible that's the most fitting possible thing you could do for him. I mean, we did actually see the Archie gang all growing up, didn't we? was Life with Archie. Was it Life with Archie? The But the comic book in which uh, it showed the future of Archie uh, in two different dimensions. Oh no, that was... Which I believe that was... Betty and one in which you married Veronica. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a thing. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the comics universe. Yeah. That's not the I mean, weird some, TV yeah. universe. I mean, it's something to drive things through, but... Yeah. Either way... This this movie was not the way to do it and should probably be generally avoided. Yeah, very much so. It's not worth going back to it, even if you have fun memories of it. It's just this boring slog that is, above all else, nothing. So how are we ranking it? <laughs> well, here's the thing. We have a separate movie called Quadrant right now, thanks okay. to the, the great re-ranking of 2018. Um... So would you say that this was better or worse than Meet the Deedles? It's worse. Yeah, it's, it's worse. It's amazing how we managed to do this, but it's massively worse than Meet the Deedles because something actually happened in Meet the Deedles. There was actually a plot line. There was actually characters. There was 
actual pretty there was there was honestly a couple of jokes that landed in Meet the Deedles. It was a fun movie to riff on. We had above all else something to say about Meet the Deedles. Deedles was mediocre, but it wasn't dull. Yes. What when things didn't work, they didn't work in interesting ways, whereas this doesn't work because it ends up boring. Truth be told, as much as it was a pain to watch them meet the deals, I kind of have fond memories of it now. <laughs> oh dear, that's not a good state to be in. Yeah. And with that said, uh, I guess that's the end of the show. So, because we are lazy above all else, and also because I can't be asked, and I get the wording different every single time, um, I have exported a glossy MP3 <laughs> of the uh, last outro that I did for Archie's Weird Mysteries that is, what, like, to me, perfect. So, uh, without further ado, please take it away, pre-recorded me. So that's just about it for this week. If you enjoyed this episode, then give us a little rating on iTunes if you use it, tell your friends, do a little subscribe if you're not done already, and be sure to check out our other stuff on MostlyCobalts.com. That's MostlyCobalts.com. So with that out of the way, what's next week, Mark? Well, next week is... Archie's in Jugman. What more of it? More of it.